Thanks for waking up with WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us here on the WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here. Rob Center on the other side of the glass. We got 61 degrees right now at WKOK. Traffic wise, checking the road report. We're basically clear around here. Just a couple of stack ups at traffic lights. A little bit of slowing around the Beltway in Harrisburg, but everybody else okay. Time for movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. Women in Cinema Advocate, author and prolific tweeter. His appearance always sponsored by the Campus Theater. Lewisburg, welcome aboard, sir. Thanks Thank you. for coming in. Very glad to see you. Uh, let's start out with your review of the Bob's Burgers movie. The Bob's Burgers movie is a feature-length version of the popular animated TV show that's been on for 12 seasons so far. In it, the Belcher family has one week to pay off their bank debt or else their hamburger joint will be foreclosed upon. Making matters worse, a massive sinkhole has opened up right outside the front door, rendering it impossible for customers to enter. The kids in the family come to believe that the landlord might help them out, but first they have to clear his name after he's accused of murdering a carnival worker. This scenario leads the Belchers into a wild mystery that centers around the amusement pier down the street from their restaurant. I'd only seen one episode of the show before sitting down to watch the Bob's Burgers movie, and yet I enjoyed the film fully. Aside from excellent voice performances and appealing animation, there are plenty of big laughs thanks to the eccentric characters, the kooky dialogue, and the intentionally absurd plot twists. Underneath that, though, is a portrait of a family where everyone loves and supports everyone else. That ability to mix irreverence and sweetness is incredibly satisfying. Perhaps the best compliment I can pay the Bob's Burgers movie is to say that, after seeing it, I've started watching Bob's Burgers. On a scale of one to four, I give it three bottles of ketchup. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit surprised. The trailer is just as sort of like quirky, animated mm-hmm. kid bait, but uh, you say this is a great film, eh? I thought so, too. This is one of those trailers that they had before literally every movie. I must have seen the trailer for this a hundred times, <laughs> and it didn't really do much for me because I wasn't familiar with the show, but then when I saw the film and understood the context of it, and it was all put within you know the confines of a story, then it made a lot more sense, and it was pretty funny, and I'm sure that there were jokes in this movie I didn't get because I have not seen all 12 seasons of the show, but I do want to stress that for newcomers, if you just want to see a funny movie, this works. You don't have to have seen the show to understand it and follow the plot. You pick up who the characters are pretty quickly, and the humor is really irreverent and offbeat, but there is this core of sweetness to it that I really responded to. It's a very optimistic movie in a way. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just don't see it, but uh, of course, I, until you mentioned Bob's Burgers movies, I'm not sure I ever heard of it at all. Yeah, it's been on, I think it's on Fox, if I'm remembering correctly. My son has seen a couple episodes of it. You know, he told me a little bit about it before I saw the film. But uh, it's just funny. You know, it's funny stuff. And if you compare it to something like The Simpsons and The Simpsons movie, there's sort of a nasty edge to The Simpsons that's kind of baked in. You know, Bart is always trying to make Homer look like a fool or ridiculing him or sassing back to Mm -hmm. him. And Bob's Burgers is the other side of that. These characters do say sarcastic things and there's some edgy humor in the film, but they clearly care about each other. And that is kind of a nice flip side to The Simpsons. So I was won over by this movie. And this would be rated G? PG-13. PG-13, okay. It, it does have some edgy humor in it, for sure. You wouldn't necessarily want to take young kids to see it. Okay, so it's But, you not know, kids a certain kids. age or not could handle it. All right, what else noteworthy about this? Uh, the first of many good Bob's Burgers movies, we hope. I mean, is that where we're headed here? We'll see. I mean, it's, it's doing okay at the box office. This is one of those issues where probably a lot 
lot of people said, why would I go pay money to see this when I can watch the show on TV for free or stream it on Hulu, as I've been doing? So it's not really lighting up the box office, but uh, you know, it's out there, and people who are fans will definitely want to see it at some point, and I would encourage newcomers who just want to laugh to take a chance on it, too. And it gets funnier as it goes along. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we'll give it a shot. Uh, so that reveals my next question. It's mm -hmm. on Hulu. The show is on Hulu. Episodes oh, of the I show. See. The okay. movie is in theaters only. Just theaters. Okay. All right. So we got that. All right. Three. Bottles of ketchup. Because right. what's a hamburger without ketchup, right? But Absolutely. Makes... I hate ketchup myself, but <laughs> most people like it on hamburgers. Really? I don't, I don't like hamburgers either, so. And you're a critic. Oh, okay. Well, there, <laughs> there, there's. Well, and you're a critic, so that's part of you. You have too high of a standard, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> with your movies, you know, when I watch the Fast and Furious movies, which you're never really all that impressed with, I'm like, wow, this is the best one ever. <laughs> so I got lower standards. There's no argument about that. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, no other movies, uh, no other mini reviews, nothing uh, big that you've seen that's coming out? Uh, no, a couple movies I saw that are in limited release, but not playing here locally. So, you know, we'll get to those. There, there's a really good movie that's expanding today, although it's not opening locally yet, called The Phantom of the Open, which is a, one of the craziest true stories. I've ever heard. Mark Rylance plays a guy who retires and decides that he's going to take up golf, but instead of just taking it up, he decides to enter the British Open, and he goes on to shoot the worst game of golf yeah. in Open history. Uh, that's a movie to be on the lookout for. It's just now starting to expand, uh, but it has not opened locally yet, so... Right, and I have heard some people talking about that. So this has been playing in, what, art houses or somewhere around the world? Opened in New York and Los Angeles okay. last Friday. Today it goes into more major cities, and then they're going to expand it from there. Okay. So this is the kind of movie that might come to the campus theater, the sort of thing that they get that's you know a little bit off the mainstream, artistic, really funny, really entertaining. But should have some pretty decent appeal as long as your hall is small enough. Absolutely. Okay, super. All right, we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, no sooner did Top Gun Maverick come out that the lawyers were busy filing a lawsuit. Who's mm -hmm. suing whom here? Yeah, the family of the guy who wrote the article that the original Top Gun was based on. This gets kind of complicated, but that movie was inspired by a magazine magazine article, and the family of that writer, they're saying that Paramount did not option the rights to use those same ideas for a sequel. So now they are suing for you know, millions and millions of dollars, right as Top Gun Maverick comes out and is just cleaning up at the box office. So I don't know how this is going to roll. It's not unusual when a movie is as financially successful as Maverick has been for there to be lawsuits. But you know, regardless, this family is claiming that Paramount did not have the right to make a sequel uh, without compensating them for the original story that the first Top Gun was based on. Okay, so um, what, any reaction to that, the, the, the veracity of this suit? Do you have a mm -hmm. feeling about that? Are you hearing anything in the entertainment industry about that? Paramount is denying it all. They say it's a false claim that they had every right to make a sequel. My guess, based on how these things have played out in the past, is that they did have the right to make it. Uh, this movie does incorporate new characters. None of the characters came from the magazine article. So that was adapted by two previous screenwriters. So my guess is the Paramount is probably free and clear on this one. We'll see, but that would be my guess as to how it plays out. All right, and they own the rights to do the first movie and did do that. Of course, right. it was ridiculously successful. How successful is Maverick doing these days? Maverick is cleaning up at the box office, and what's interesting is that it had that big opening weekend, and typically with blockbuster movies, they drop fairly heavily the second weekend because everybody goes the first weekend, there's that rush of excitement, and then they have you know, a 50-60% drop the second weekend. Maverick's drop
drop was an almost unheard of 33%. I mean, the business dipped very, very slightly in the second weekend. And for a film of that scale and that size, that's really uncommon. So this is a movie that people are genuinely in love with, they're excited about, they're telling their friends. I saw it a second time myself this week. I rarely go to see movies twice in the theater. That one I did. And it was the same kind of reaction as the first time. The audience just went nuts for it. So this is a movie that's going to continue to clean up, and this is going to be the big film of the summer. This is going to dominate everything else. $250 million so far at the box office? I think it's roughly around that, but it, it's probably going to go to at least four hundred million in the U.S., I would guess, and it'll probably join that all-important billion-dollar club worldwide. Have you heard how much it costs to make what the expenses were? I haven't heard that. My guess would probably be between 150 and 200 million for this, so with all the flying and, okay. and the planes and having to build the camera equipment to let the actors fly their own planes and film themselves. And jet fuel. Right and before it went fuel. up. So <laughs> yeah, good, absolutely. Good timing there. All right, so, uh, all right, so we'll keep an eye on the lawsuit and Top Gun Maverick as it continues to clean up at the box office. Is it Nev Campbell? Nev Campbell, yeah. Okay, what's happening with her? She announced this week that she will not be in the sixth Scream movie because Paramount does not want to pay her what she believes she deserves for the film. And this is notable because she has been in every single one of the Scream movies and her character is the linchpin of the films. So for her to not come back is a big, big deal. And this to me seems like a huge mistake on Paramount amounts part because that's like making a John Wick movie without Keanu Reeves. You know, you can't really do a screen without Nev Campbell. She and her character are so central to this franchise. So my hope is that uh, maybe this is a bargaining chip and, yeah. and that Paramount will say, well, wait a minute. Okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and pay you what you feel you're worth because she is worth it for this series. I don't think it's as popular without her. And for, for I know we don't know too many specifics about private contract negotiations. What is the range that an actress of this stature, I mean, she's certainly well known. She's a household word, uh, mm -hmm. except for me, of course, but for other people. Um, what what's what kind of salary do these actors command? Well, in her, in her case, being so central to the film, I would think she'd capture at least one million, if not two or three million, because these films have been financially successful, and the reboot that came out earlier this year was very successful. So she is definitely worth that for this franchise. She's worth at least a couple million. Okay, so to be continued, what's Tom, uh, Tom Cruise getting for Maverick? Have you heard anything about that by chance? It's hard to say with him because I know he gets back-end deals when the movies are profitable, so he probably will walk away with a very large chunk of change from As Top Gun continues Maverick. continues to do well mm -hmm. globally and every, yeah. everywhere else. Okay, so good for him. All right, smart move. Uh, let's see. And the Foo Fighters, no one else is really closely watching this except you. This mm -hmm. big, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. It was on the CBS News this morning, so there, that's, mm -hmm. the, that, that's the big time. Uh, Foo Fighters tribute to their drummer. Yeah, Foo Fighters announced two tribute concerts to celebrate the life of their late drummer Taylor Hawkins. One will be September 3rd at Wembley Stadium in London, and the other will be September 27th at the Forum in L.A. The lineups for each show have not been announced yet, but they will be announced soon. And uh, Taylor Hawkins' widow made a statement thanking fans and the Foo Fighters 
firefighters community for their outpouring of love and support after his tragic passing. Okay, well, yeah, Foo Fighters uh, drummer Taylor Hawkins died. You brought that news to us uh, uh, last time you were here, and uh, it certainly has made a big impact. He seemed to make a big impact beyond just playing in the band. What mm -hmm. was that? I mean, he seemed to influence a lot of music. He collaborated with many, many artists. He was really one of the best drummers the world has ever known, and everybody wanted to work with him, and everybody did work with him. So he was in Foo Fighters, but he had his own side projects. He collaborated with other people, played on their projects. So he was one of those all-around talented guys who everybody wanted to have play drums on their record. Yeah, I looked at discography on him. It's just crazy. I mean, he's Tom Petty and mm -hmm. uh, played uh, in uh, one of the Rolling Stones movies. <laughs> it's just crazy. He's everywhere. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, sorely missed then. Yeah, that's a, a, the real tragedy, but I'm glad he's there calling attention, giving him a salute. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic, ILC.com is his website and his handle on Twitter, which I highly advise you follow. Very fun is at ILC and his appearance sponsored by the Campus Theater Lewisburg.